This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Tom Lee Hackey has become part of my morning prayers. I was a full-time nurse just lifting up a patient. A tractor trailer came up behind this, pushed us right through. Right off the bat, you just felt comfortable. I felt somebody had my back. He says, I'm going to do everything that I can do for you. You guys are amazing. I love you. Call Pond Lahaki Giordano, highly rated Philadelphia workers' compensation attorneys. Now on Talk Radio Saturday night, everyone, and welcome into the Labor Show live here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Following that Penn State victory, which you heard all of the action uh, as you do every week here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, along with my partner J Doc. I'm Joe Kraus. Kind of an abbreviated show tonight. We'll have our first hour of the Labor Show, big big hour, J Doc, um, tonight, and we'll spend uh, all we'll spend the entire hour uh, here and then we'll be out at nine o'clock the John Doherty hour returns uh, one week from the night back here live on talk radio 1210 WPHT J Doc how are you on this Saturday I'm, night? I'm great Joe it's a fantastic night great to hear uh, Penn State won and, and certainly uh, it's a celebratory night for sure because tonight is the launch of our legends of labor honors and it's something that you and I and, and the committee we put together um, have been working on for a long time. Um, it, it, very exciting. The, the, the Legends of Labor uh, initiative um, has been created to recognize and celebrate the career accomplishments and the impact of those giants of labor, past and present, who are largely responsible for the working conditions, the standards, the wages, and the benefits, and more of our workers today. And certainly, um, you know, uh, this is our initiative and our commitment to those who made us who we are that we will never forget and we will always honor them. So, um, And we also, uh, a big part of it is to educate our union members and our general public. Yeah, uh, that's on- important, J-Doc. I mean, yeah. the one thing that we do, the reason that we sit here live every Saturday night uh, and talk on this radio station is to make sure that we are not just preaching to the choir, but we're talking to the audience. And uh, the big audience that exists on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT is our audience tonight. And I often wonder, and I say it many times, uh, on the air and off the air, um, if the general public or the audience just has a full understanding, you know, of, of how impactful and how meaningful the union community is to this city. Absolutely, Joe. And, and, and it's... it's uh really interesting that you said that because uh, many of the accomplishments that, that the men and women that are going to be honored as part as, uh, as part of the legends of labor honors and by the way this is a year-long 
um, you know, uh, initiative and probably, you know, in, into the future uh, because we had over 100 nominees and we can only honor one at a time. And I can't wait, by the way, to announce our honoree, our first honoree, um, you know, at the end of the show. But uh, a point is, is that our listeners are going to learn why the labor movement is called the voice of the middle class. When you hear about the accomplishments and the impact of these legendary individuals, um, you know, you're going to be blown away and you're going to understand why our labor movement, our labor leaders, because the key to this program is leaders and leadership are so important. So, you know, you know and by the way, we're going to announce our, this is our announcement show, so we're going to announce our first honoree, which I cannot wait to announce. Um, and then it, it, next month, we're going to uh, dedicate an entire show uh, to that honoree um, where, you know, we get everybody, you know, who lay witness to their successes and their achievements. Um, and so it, it's going to be a fan, fantastic endeavor, Joe. Yeah, really, really good stuff, and we've talked about it many, many times. Our uh, our partner, a legend himself, John Doherty, on the John Doherty Hour, has always professed how uh, incredibly powerful uh, the leaders, the union leaders are uh, in this region, how uh, the roadmap generally takes uh, many of these union leaders uh, who, ha- who are so significant um, into um, bigger um, positions uh, within their national and international unions. And that well, look, look at Marty effect. Walsh. Yeah. Look at Marty yeah. Walsh. He's, he's the Secretary of Labor uh, in Washington, okay? I mean, uh, you know, so many of our leaders here in the Philadelphia region, which is a, the number one labor uh, region in America, um, have gone on to international careers. Uh, a lot of them. You uh, have stayed in, and, and by the way, so part of the qualifications are 20 years minimum as a labor leader. Most of, of the individuals that were nominated are far exceed that. And of course, um, they have had to impact their union, the community and the labor movement in its entirety. Um, and so, man, you know, the, the accomplishments are, 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 are through the roof. And I can't wait to let the people know, Joe. And, and, well, and, let's, and let's do this, brother. Let's get uh, we'll get to a quick break. We'll take our first commercial break here on the live show. Um, and then when we come back, we'll bring in our uh, special guest, uh, Richie Laser, the deputy mayor of labor from the city of Philadelphia will be uh, up first. Uh, we'll take our first commercial break. We're live tonight on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98, UFCW Local 1776, She Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. And we're back here live on a Saturday night, hour number one of the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause as we broadcast to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We're here until uh, 9 o'clock tonight, J-Doc, and tonight it's all about the legends of labor. Absolutely, Joe, and, and uh, as part of the, the, the broadcast, our launch broadcast, um, we're ecstatic to have uh, you know three great guests: uh, Richie Laser, who's the deputy mayor of labor in the city of Philadelphia; Wendell Young, of course, the president of UFCW seventeen seventy six; and and Sam Staten Jr., who is the business manager of Labor's Local three thirty two. So we we have um, some legends on the show, um, and 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 we're going to talk uh, you know a, a lot about leadership and 
and what we've been so fortunate uh, to have uh, in our area uh, of of the country. So I'm ecstatic to bring into the, into the program Richie Laser. Richie, how are you, sir? Good. How you doing, Joe? Good to see you guys. It's our pleasure, buddy, and, and and we're really ecstatic that you that you could join us tonight. It's it's so appropriate, and and you know you're you're somebody who who's grown up in politics. You're 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 the deputy mayor of labor in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, you've had the privilege to work with many of our labor leaders over the years, and and tonight is our Legends of Labor. Uh, you know, it's our right, launch, right, right. it's our our announcement show, and wanted to kind of talk to you about some of your experiences pertaining. To the, to, to, to the quality of the labor leadership in the city of Philadelphia. And in, in your opinion, what makes us stand apart? No, I appreciate that. I mean, you, you mentioned some of the names tonight, Sam Staten Jr., Wendell Young. I mean, I, I, these guys have been great to deal with. Pete Matthews, uh, Pat Iding, God rest his soul, Pat Gillespie. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better group of folks to, to, to lean on for advice on, on issues that we've dealt with over the last few years. I mean, I mean, Pat Gillespie was a legend and I, I'm so sad that, that he had passed away, but there's a legend right there. I mean, he's given me so much advice over the last eight years and, and, the, and the stuff that we dealt with, with COVID, whether civil unrest, whether workers, workers rights. I mean, Pat Gillespie alone has given me so much, so much to lean on and so much advice over the last few years. It's been amazing. And and you have had the, uh, the and we obviously we agree with you there and and um, obviously we, we we pay homage to, to Pat Gillespie we all yep. miss him and yep. he's impacted all of us and and the, and the movement like you know and I'm sure he's going to be one of our honorees uh, sooner than later and and so have right. you get the opportunity also uh, to meet with on a regular basis uh, Pat Iding. Um, you you oh, mentioned yeah. you mentioned Pat, and one of the, the things about the genius of Pat Iding is uh, his, his his not only his leadership, no question, everybody yeah. loves Pat Iding, uh, but the fact of the matter is he, he understands our public unions, uh, he understands yeah. our private yeah. unions, he understands politics, he understands. Uh, you talk about what it's been like working with Pat over the years. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's not one thing that I've that I've done that Pat Iding has been involved in, whether it's construction, whether it's the teacher's contract, whether it's the art museum, that's the issue going on right now, where I don't call Pat Iding and say, Pat, what do you think? Or what are we going to do here, Pat? Everybody respects Pat Iding, whether it's the business community, whether it's the employer, whether it's the union or the labor side of things, or the politicians, elected officials, everybody respects Pat Iding and his take on issues. I mean, he's just well-respected across the board. And it's just been such an honor to work with him over the last eight years. It's really been a treat for me to learn from somebody like Pat, who everybody respects. And he just brings a different breath of fresh air to the table on how do we get things done. And at the end of the day, it's about how do we take care of working people and how do we make the city provide, continue to move forward. Absolutely. Richie Laser is our special guest here, our opening guest tonight on this Legends of Labor show, live on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Richie is the Deputy Mayor of Labor uh, for the city of Philadelphia. Richie, let me ask you a lot. Um, Certainly through your tenure and uh, among the many, many conversations that you've had um, with uh, some of the great labor leaders, it hasn't always been, um, you know, a bowl of cherries. You know, I'm sure there have been many times where... um, you have disagreed, 
uh, you have found yourself in a position of negotiating an, uh, a, a, a negotiating a different position. Um, right, right. And that makes it, you know, that makes it pretty unique for you to be able to still be here with us tonight and talk about that. Share some of that with us. I think it's a really cool dynamic and a really unique perspective that you have. That's a great point, Krause. I mean, I think the other thing is, like, I always agree with our folks. I mean, my father was a sheet metal worker. My mother's in the steel workers. My sister's in AFSCME. I mean, we grew up a union family, so I always agreed. At the end of the day, when it came to push on the shelf, I always agreed with our, our labor folks. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I'm on the city side, on taxpayer, and how do we get things done without, you know, hurting the budget and, you know, all that good stuff. But it just, it, it's just the end of the day, it's like, how do we do this jointly? We all care about the same things. We care about the workforce. We care about our rank and file workers. And I just, it's just amazing to work with these folks every day. I mean, Ryan Boyer is another person I want to mention. Absolutely. I, haven't been here. I mean, Ryan Boyer has been somebody I talk to every day of the week on big issues in development or, or how do I handle certain things. I mean, because he's somebody I lean on. I mean, John Dockery is another person that I've always dealt with over the last six, seven years. So there's just, I think the city has been so lucky to have such legends. And I think to, to Joe Doc's point, we've had such strong labor leaders out of this city that are national treasures. To, like we deal, I mean, over COVID over the last few years, the building, the building and construction agency kept on going because of the building trades leadership here. Wayne Miller is another person. Anthony Gallagher. I mean, we've we've we're on the shoulders of these folks. Like Wayne Wayne Miller is the is the is the expert on everything safe and how do we do things the right way in the city of Philadelphia as the head of the board of building standards. I mean, we looked at the mayor looks at him. I looked at him on how do we do things safe and effectively as we continue to do this building boom. I mean, we, it's just amazing on all the leadership and the quality and the knowledge that we have just in Philadelphia alone. And it's just amazing how we continue to do. We're always, the, we're always in the forefront of these issues out at nationwide because of the leadership we have here. These are all Philadelphians. They're all Philadelphians. Ryan, Wayne, Anthony Gallagher, they're all, they're all people that want to make the city uh, successful. And they do that every day of the week. And, and, and Richie, um, what, what, what is, you know, really cool is that, um, look, uh, you, you, you came up in politics. What, in, in a sense, what led you uh, toward, towards um, the labor side as, uh, as you went up in your career? I think it's my experiences in life. I mean, I really, like I said, my father was a sheet metal worker. My mother was a steel worker. It's just like everyday experiences. Like, I live on 2nd Street. Everybody around this neighborhood is a building trades. They're either a police officer, a firefighter. They work for the city or the courts. They're all labor people every day. They're regular blue-collar workers. They go to work. They do a good job. And they go home and they provide for their family. And I think that's the relationship. And, they, and then you know what? After they go home and they cook dinner for their family, they go out and coach the local team. Or they go over the playground and make sure it's clean and safe for the kids. Where they do different things. It's like everyday stuff that are all worker, all blue collar that we care about every day. And I think that's what I grew up around, and that's what I know. And you know what's interesting, Richie? I mean, um, your commitment to labor, and it, it's it's the same way from the labor perspective. Obviously, um, you've worked with all of our labor leaders. Sometimes you have to negotiate, but the, right, what's right, fan- right. I mean, that's just part of the deal. Uh, and but right. but I yeah. can say I you know what you say about 
Pat Iding, the same things are said about you. That mutual respect and trust that um, ultimately there's a commitment to making, you know, to, to bringing both ends together and to creating a successful win-win, uh, you know, obviously for the people, for the labor movement, uh, and, and ultimately for everybody. And so that's an awesome thing. One of the things... Uh, that you you know you'll you'll be able to experience uh, with what we're doing here with the Legends of Labor, uh, you know, honors is, you know, you mentioned all the great labor leaders. We're also honoring those, um, you know, who who uh, you know came before us. You know, a lot of people. I was I was talking to uh, one of our labor leaders today, and part of it, like Joe Kraus and I both said, this initiative is to educate people and individuals like yourself like the Pat Idings, like the John Doherty's, the Ryan Boyers, Jimmy Snell, Anthony Gogger, yeah, Wayne Mil- right. all these people, right, uh, you know, are, 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 are uh, really, uh, in a sense, a result of great leadership before them. And, and so we're going to have the opportunity to, 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 to look at individuals who have, uh, you know, handed off the baton to us. So it's past and present. And, you know, we're, we're just ecstatic about it. I think the people are going to learn. And it's a funny thing. You know, a lot of, a lot of young guys come in and, they, you know, I was joking today when I was talking to one of our labor leaders, they think they're born on third base, right? Um, right. We, we didn't all get here uh, just by showing up and waking up and going out. And these standards um, just existed. Uh, talk about that a little bit because you grew up, uh, you know, watching it firsthand with your father, watching it, you know, with John Doherty. Um, it, uh, talk about, you know, the, the path to success that we now enjoy today. No, I think you're right. I think it's like, it's almost like we're lucky in this city because I mean, we dealt with such such remarkable folks. Like, and you mentioned a lot of them, but I want to mention like Joe Ashdale, who has one of the best apprentice programs with the school district, putting our folks that come out of our public schools to work. I mean, Absolutely. it's just like, we lean on these folks, like your dad. I mean, I remember being in a meeting with your dad 10 years ago about crane and, and, and safety, about all our infrastructure and our, and our, and our construction industry. It was your dad. I mean, he talked about the workforce every day, and that was what he believed. I think it's like a conviction. I mean, it's like this is what we believe, and this is what has to happen. And, 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 and you know what's interesting, Richie? It's the same thing. When you were talking about your father, I was thinking about mine. Yeah. And growing I up. Being in the room, I remember being in the room with him. I mean, I, re- I remember like it was yesterday. It was, in the, it was Mayor Nutter, and May, he was the mayor, and Jim Kenny was a councilman. And I remember going to a meeting about crane safety and, and all this and legislation about construction safety. And your dad was at the top of the table. And, he, and he, he knew this like it was the back of his hand. And he just he recited it like it was everyday knowledge because he fought for it every day i remember it like it was yesterday this so vividly yeah and 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 by the way my father always had great things and i appreciate those kind words to say about yeah, yourself I mean, and truth. and the mayor uh no question richie um really we want to thank you so much for joining us i can't think of a better way to kick off the initiative than to have richie laser the deputy uh the mayor of labor in the city of philadelphia joining us as we kick off the legends of labor series thanks so much richie no, I love being with you guys. I mean, these are all important people, and I'm just happy that I can contribute to the, all the good things that they've done for our city. I mean, it's it's we could talk for hours and hours on all the good stuff that they've done. Absolutely. Right back at you, Richie. Joe Krause.
All right, good stuff from Richie Laser joining us here uh, on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. It's our Legends of Labor uh, show tonight, our full hour uh, of the live broadcast right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers Local 542. And we're back here live on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause. Very, very special night. Big night for the Labor Show uh, tonight, J-Doc. Richie Laser uh, kicking us off as we uh, use the show and the platform and our live audience listening in on the radio uh, to uh, set the table uh, for what is going to be just an incredible uh, stretch of 12 months. The Legends of Labor, and it's not just a name. It's the meaning that goes behind it, and I think our next guest will provide some really good perspective uh, around what that actually means absolutely i you know walking in the footsteps of giants that's what we all do today okay uh, we talked about all your uh you know young people the, 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 they need to be educated of course especially those in in the labor movement we you know to understand we all weren't built uh the born on third base. I'm ecstatic to bring into the program Wendell Young, president of UFCW 1776. Wendell, how are you, sir? Hey, good evening, guys. Uh, good to see you. I'm, uh, uh, just got in from Northeastern PA, where uh, I was at a rally uh, for John Fetterman. Great excitement, a lot of energy, and a, a really uh, terrific pro worker, pro union candidate. So I'm very excited about. Uh, the prospects of winning that election uh, this year. Absolutely. Let's get out the vote. And, and b- believe me, we're going to be having that show uh, and, and, and a lot of them. And, and obviously, uh, you know, Wendell's a, 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 you know, a, you know, a torch carrier in that area. And we're so happy about it. Um, this particular show, and nobody's had a better upfront seat than Wendell Young, the fourth, uh, to talk about uh, labor leadership um, and, you know, Legends of Labor, you grew up with one of uh, a legend of labor that, that, that uh, we still talk about today. We've talked about him many times on the year, Wendell Young III. And uh, we're so happy to be able to create this uh, initiative to recognize uh, and, and, and pay homage to, to, to those leaders that pro- have provided what we enjoy today. Uh, one of the things I'd like to talk about, Wendell, if you will, is uh, talk about, in, in a sense, uh, you know, we didn't get here. You know, we we weren't born on third base. Uh, talk about, you know, uh, if you want to go back to the early days when your dad was a young labor leader, um, how different the landscape was back then and, and the challenges and the obstacles um, that they faced um, that, in, in a sense, they cleared the way for us today. Well, I had a unique vantage point. I, I literally grew up um, in the House of Labor. I grew up in local, what, what back then we were called local 1357 of the Retail Clerks Union. And, um, you know, I never knew my father to do anything else but that. Um, you know, I was, I was born around the same time he became president um, in his early 20s of local 1357. At the time he ran for office, he was a part-time ACME clerk. And, um, and, and a union shop steward and, and uh, a union business agent first, but then soon ran for president. 
Um, and it really was an amazing story. Um, I, 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 I've, I, I could never name all the labor leaders, both within the retail clerks and, and the labor movement that I remember as a child, um, because mostly they, I only knew them on a first-name basis, and, and they were all started with aunt or uncle. My right. dad told me right. that these were all my aunts and uncles. So right. that's the way I was. Uh, so if I if I went to a rally or a protest or was on the roof of a, a truck or had a bullhorn, I, I was honestly told these were my aunts and uncles. So, uh, you know, I, I, I was fortunate in that way to grow up with that. Uh, I, I remember, you know, going to the, you know, my father taking me during the 60s to the uh, anti-war protests and, um, uh, to, to get us out of Vietnam and the uh, civil rights uh, uh, demonstrations in D.C. I remember going to the Latimer Rock, and you know a lot of people don't even know what the Latimer Rock, Latimer Rock is, and, and, and that day met Cesar Chavez, and it stuck with me my entire life. Uh, um, you know, I was just a, a, a little boy at the time, and, uh, you know, and, and over the years, you know, people, um, iconic names nationally and, and locally, you know, I grew up with, I got to know, I learned from, but the best mentor I had uh, was my father. Um, you know, uh, we, you know, I worked with him from early on and, and, uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from him and uh, I still, I still today, you know, refer to a lot of the things that, uh, that he would tell me and use some of the phrases. He had a lot of sayings. Anybody knew him knew he, he had a way of some, some very interesting sayings. I, I wrote it and, and one of the uh, pieces I wrote after his passing and, and listed some of my favorites. But, uh, you know, but I learned from all the labor leaders. You know, I, I really enjoyed, you know, uh, sitting around. I, I remember the first time I heard the name Ted Kirsch mm-hmm. um, in, in our home. And, and I was very young and I was in grade school. And the next time I heard it uh, was the crossing guard, Mrs. Flanagan, telling me that my dad was busted with this guy, Ted Kirsch, and was sitting in jail because of uh, they carried on in a picket line that day. And um, and this is what it was like growing up with uh, all these different labor leaders. Um, you know, we had the passing of one, someone who we sometimes um, had some differences with, but 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 that's but but I would say like brothers in a family because yep. we stuck together, you know, uh, through it all, was Pat Gillespie. Yep. And... Um, you know, I, I don't know if you recognized that earlier in the show. I'm sure you did, but you know, um, uh, Pat, Pat, Pat worked very hard um, and did a great job for the building trades in, in this area, and he'll be missed. And you know, it's interesting because while I heard while you're speaking, I'm I'm thinking the same thing. I grew up in 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 in, in the house of a labor leader. My dad had sayings as well, right? And and one of them was work harder. <laughs> one of them was work hard or go home. And, 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 and now the iron workers have T-shirts that say work hard or go home. And that's uh, great. And, and, you know, when he was going through what he was going through, he, he, uh, they took him yep. to the hospital and he was, he was laying in the hospital bed and he said, they can do what they want to me, but they can't build America without us. And so, you know, I, I, I could relate to, to um, everything that you said. Every, I mean, literally... Uh, what, what, when you think of, of, of your father and, and the things that you carry with you today, um, what are the most prominent things that, that you've taken uh, you know, from him that you carry every day as, as a very successful labor leader yourself? Well, you know, um, there, there, there are things, some, some are a bit personal. 
because there's a challenge for people in, in positions like our dads, uh, and they, um, and that is they put so much of themselves out there. Um, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, um, family get togethers, birthdays where, you know, he couldn't be there. You know, there was a negotiation or something else going on. Uh, I remember if I wanted to spend time with my dad often, you know, it meant going to a lot of the things he was going to. And I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, the people were wonderful. And, um, you know, I, I remember spending one of my school breaks on the picket line in front of Lick Brothers. And everything I did with him, I learned something along the way. Um, you know, sometimes it's simple things like, you know, he would say, Wendell, there's often more than one right answer. And, and you know, when you're bargaining, you have to, you have to try and sometimes expand those options before you can find a solution. Um, and, and about not painting yourself into a corner when bargaining, um, you know, cause you, you can't, you can't uh, have unrealistic expectations Absolutely. Um, and then not be able to, to get out of. And, and so there's so many of these little things. Um, I remember the first time I, I, I took a labor course at one of the local colleges. I, guess I, I, I was working in ACME while going through college and also a union steward and, and doing a lot of organizing with the union. So I, I did most of my classes in night school. And, and um, I remember I was really upset. I got this paper back. Uh, and this was in during part of a labor program at local colleges, and and uh, I didn't get a very good grade, and I was pretty upset about it because I figured, hey, I should have aced this thing. And so I went to see the uh, professor, and he said, well, he says, trust me, everything you wrote was accurate, but that's not what in the textbook is, and I have to teach the textbook. Yeah. And what I had learned from my father was all the stuff that wasn't in the textbook. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, it, what you, it, uh, I'll say this. My father once said the exact same thing to me when he was talking about one of our business agents negotiating with the Contractors Association. And he asked, and it was a young guy, and he asked the agent, uh, and, he, and, he, and he made a statement to the Contractors Association. My dad took him outside and said, you're painting yourself into a corner you're not going to be able to get out of. It's, it, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it, it's actually I, it, I, incredibly ironic. And one of the things, you know, leaders like your father uh, have done, when I talk to young labor leaders, if there's one thing I've seen um, from, you know, labor leaders that have been incredibly successful, it's about the union. It's about the members. It's about, and and in many senses, like your father, mine was the same exact way. He lived it. He loved it. And sometimes he had to make difficult decisions in the best interest of the members and he wasn't afraid to make them because, and they trusted him because he knew it was about them. It wasn't about him. So if I could elaborate on that, one of the things my dad really drove home with was you can't always tell them what they want to hear. You have to though, you have to be honest and transparent. Now there's times you can't tell them because you know, it's, it's not, sometimes it's not the best strategy to bargain in public you know, because you're trying to reach a settlement. And, and I'll, I'll keep this could apply to a lot of things, but let's just talk about collective bargaining because that's it's one of the higher profile things, visible things we do. One of the frustrating things is everybody wants to know every day what's going on in today's world with, you know, electronic, digital information. People want instant access to everything. Well, you know, it doesn't really work that way. You know, if you want the other side to be honest with you and you want to try and probe solutions and figure out solutions, You've got to be able to have conversations that they can, you know, think on things and, and run it up the flagpole with their principles and get back to it. Well, um, the one thing you always say is, look, you got to be honest with them. you got to tell them why you can't talk right now and when you do have something to talk about. 
you can't you can't say something for cover. Um, and if you're going to do it, you got to do it in a way where you're saying to the members, we need to do this together for this reason. And you involve them in it, but you don't do that to them. And, and you said, you know, if you're honest with them, you'll gain their trust, even if you have to tell them things that they don't want to hear. And, and I've, I've tried to, I, I, I really feel I've tried to do that all along. Um, you know, there's always those 10 percenters out there that, um, and this is the other thing that he was really good at telling me. You, know, you got the ten percenters out there. They're against everything. Yep. Um, they're against everything, including the fact that their mothers gave birth to them. <laughs> right. You're just not going to be able to satisfy them, right? Right. Um, but you still got to be honest with them, and and you've got to um, you know you can't you can't just ignore them. Uh, and, and you know all these little things add up. Um, it, it was a great a great great education I got from him, and I, I value it very much. Wendell Young, president of UFCW 1776, joining us tonight on this very special uh, live broadcast. Wendell, I'd love to to, uh, use the last couple of minutes we have with you um, just to get your definition of um, that statement that you hear so often, uh, Philadelphia's a union town. This is a top. This is the top union region in the country. Um, big statements. Those statements, I think, are true. How do you define those when you hear those statements made? Well, I think I think Philadelphia is, um, um, you know, got, well, it does have a great reputation as a union town. Clearly, um, unions had more density in the past, and, and sometimes there's comparisons to that. But it's still a very strong union town. Um, and, and I think it's, it's getting stronger. I mean, these things kind of go up and down. Um, you know, we, we have, while we, we mourn the passing of Pacalas, we have a great leader in Brian Boyer, um, leading the Building Trades Council. Um, you know, we, we've had, we're very fortunate to have Pacalesi for a long time. Now, now, I wouldn't say this if he hadn't, but recently he told folks that he was, he was going to uh, retire and, and, uh, he's done a great job at, um, at bringing along, um, uh, hopefully, um, um, you know, his, uh, a succession plan that'll, um, um, work very well. Um, you mean Pat, you know, you mean Pat Iding? Have, you mean Pat Iding? You Pat Iding. You, that's what I meant to say. That's what I oh, meant to say. Pat Iding, right. yes. And, and then you've got, um, you know, you've got a lot of unions have consolidated, you know, beyond just Philadelphia. So they're able to leverage that, um, that, that, um, that, uh, solidification, um, across, you know, a larger area. Uh, our own union has done the same. Um, you know, we're doing a lot of organizing. I know other unions are too. Look where, look where workers are turning to. Um, they're turning to a number of different unions, uh, workers who work at Starbucks all across the country, Uber drivers. I know this is outside of our country, but in, in Canada, uh, just signed a, a nationwide deal with the UFCW and others here in the United States. The laws a little different. Are trying to figure out a way uh, with gig workers. And but here in Philadelphia, you see a lot of that activity uh, right here. Um, you know, I'm disappointed. You know, our, our our food industry used to be mostly unionized here in Philadelphia. Uh, we you know we represent folks at Acme and Shoprite and Fresh Grocer. Um, but unfortunately, companies like A&P are gone and others are gone. And it's going to take some time for us to organize the, the giants of the world and the Aldis and some of the others. Um, but we're working at it. And, and what we're finding is uh, compared to some of the periods we went through, like in the 80s and, and early 90s, that uh, workers are more receptive to talk to us now because um, they've given that laissez-faire a 
approach that the conservatives push, that uh, individualism that they pushed, a chance and and, and let free market, uh, um, you know, um, dynamics uh, rule chance. And, and you know what it's resulted in? It's resulted in workers who are not represented making far too little money, a minimum wage of seven twenty-five. Yep. Uh, benefits they can't afford. Uh, it's just, it's not good for our city. It's probably, I believe, one of the biggest reasons why uh, we have a lot of crime. There's not much opportunity. Uh, history has shown you have higher crime. You have better opportunity, lesser crime. Um, so I think we have great opportunities um, looking, uh, looking ahead uh, to organize workers, uh, improve our communities, lift our communities. You know, good jobs build strong communities. Absolutely. And, and I think yeah, Philadelphia's, Philadelphia's got all everything it takes. You know, we have an opportunity to elect a new mayor that's going to help foster that environment here in Philadelphia. So I think the labor movement's got a lot of really good, sharp people right now. Um, and, and you've got, um, uh, got great opportunity with a change of the guard coming up in the, in the mayor's office. And, and I think we, you know, obviously we've been a union town. We are a union town. I think we have prospects to be even better and stronger union town. When I say better and stronger, I'm not just talking about more members and, and good contracts. I mean, really help lift the communities in Philadelphia. Uh, we need to lift a lot out of the poverty cycle. We need to um, reduce crime. And the best way to do that is give people a, a good job and opportunity, and they, they will reinvest in their own communities. And the labor movement's perfect to help be partner to do that. Wendell Young, I uh, can't think of a better person to be on the program, one of our legends of, of labor uh, launch broadcasting than yourself. We appreciate your time so much. Uh, that's Wendell Young, ladies and gentlemen, president of UFCW 1776. Thank you, Wendell. Thank you. Hey, the great thing you're doing here, uh, reminding people of the past and how we got here. Thank you. Congratulations. And, and it's our pleasure, and I have a feeling we're going to be seeing you pretty soon. So uh, it's our pleasure. Joe Krause? Yeah, good yes, stuff sir. from Wendell yeah. Young. Uh, as you said, J-Doc, uh, great, um, great to have Wendell uh, on the Legends of Labor show, uh, the announcement of Legends of Labor. Uh, good stuff from Wendell Young. We'll get to our, com- our final commercial break of this live show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Ironworkers Local 401, Boilermakers Local 13, Plumbers Local 690, Roofers Local 30, and IBEW Local 98. Choose a Local 98 contractor. And we're back here live on a Saturday night, The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause, a very, very special uh, one-hour live broadcast uh, with you tonight. We thank everybody for tuning in and for uh, being here. And J-Doc, I'll come, uh, I'll go to you and I'll lead into my uh, transition over to you by saying that, you know, tonight's broadcast has taken a lifetime to get to this point. Uh, and that's, I think, what Legends of Labor uh, is all about and will be all about as we make uh, our official launch of the Legend of Labor's Honors Program right here tonight on The Labor Show. So, Joe, this is about six months in the making um, and uh, you know a lot of work. And, and I cannot think of a more deserving individual on the planet. Out of hundreds and hundreds of great labor leader nominees and many that will be honored soon, um, it is my absolute honor to announce that our first honoree for the Legends of Labor Honor is Sam Sam Staten Sr., who is the business manager of Laborers Local 332 for over 30 years. 
He was an icon of labor, of Philadelphia politics, and his community who made a difference in countless lives too numerous to comprehend. And it is for that reason and so many more that we're proud to honor Sam Staten Sr. as our inaugural Legends of Labor honoree. We thank you, Mr. Staten. And we, uh, we are eternally grateful for your efforts, and we will never forget your impact because your efforts live on every day to those who, who, who you touched. We're going to have a full, month, a full hour show in October, a dedication to, to, to Mr. Stam State and, uh, Sr., uh, dedicating and recognizing all his achievements. Uh, but it, it, we're so proud to, to announce um, that Mr. Staten is, is our first honoree. Uh, and who more appropriate to bring into the program right now uh, than his legacy and a, and a great labor leader uh, who learned uh, everything at, at, uh, at the footsteps of, 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 of a giant, Sam Staten Jr. Sam, how are you, sir? I'm great, Joe. I'm really, really great. I tell you, you're warming my heart here when I was listening to you speak about my dad. Uh, he was our heart. Uh, he was my heart. Uh, he was the heart of labor. Um, I just recall so many incidents where he broke the peace with people where he, he had to bring us back in a room and talk and we walked out of there shaking hands and, you know, making things just so much better for labor movement. Um, and sadly that, you know, we have still have a lot of great leaders out there, um, but so much work to be done, especially here in Philadelphia. I mean, I, I've been around the country. Uh, I'm an international vice president also, and it's nowhere like Philadelphia, man. I mean, when you talk about unionism and sticking together, it's nowhere like Philadelphia. And I, I give my dad the credit for making a lot of that happen because it, it was a lot of times the trades didn't even speak to each other. And there he was in the back room, rubbing shoulders, talking, and, and when everybody walked out with us with smiles and walked out saying, okay, we, we need to do this for the sake of the movement because, again, you know, Philadelphia is a strong labor town and we want to continue to keep it that way and you know with everybody fighting everybody keeping you know their points in check uh and and staying ahead of the ball with the non-union element here in philadelphia we will be good um and I, I you know again that was my hero you know and i think uh it's sadly that a lot of sons can't look at their dad some of them as heroes but it's a great thing when you can look at your dad as a hero and you look at your dad to say what he has accomplished and then what he has passed on to you to continue. And, you know, every day I get up, Joe, I try to mock everything that I think he would like to see happen and making sure that, you know, I think about my memory before I think about myself. I think about the community before I think about myself because that is what make us. So, yep. you know, I'm truly, truly honored that, you know, y'all selected my dad. Well, I can tell you this, my father, um, and I, 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 I'm thinking about your words, and 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 I I can uh, I can relate so much. But one of the really awesome things is that my dad used to talk about your dad all the time, yeah. and what yeah. an amazing yeah. man he was. I, I told you yeah. this many times. I was in Atlantic City, and I had never met him. And I had been in in the union for 10, 15 years. But I just started to get into the media stuff, and 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 there was your dad walking in the room right down at the uh, at the Atlantic City, and I'm like, holy cow! To, it, to me, it was like. Bruce Springsteen walked in the room, right? And, and, and but but I, you know, one of the things when I and, and we're going to really cover all his achievements in October. Uh, we there's obviously not not enough time now, but the most important thing his 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 passion as a leader, uh, as a visionary uh, in the labor movement to bring politics 
uh, in, in, into obviously what we do because it, it, it really set the blueprint uh, for, uh, you know, uh, for, for what we do today. Ryan Boyer, um, you know, and, and yourself and a lot of our great leaders that we have today um, follow a blueprint that your father laid out. And it is a large reason why we're so successful. Um, talk about that, if you would, just for a minute. You know, uh, I just remember, you know, when I first got into the union, because, you know, um, this past March, I've celebrated 50 years in the union. And wow. um, when I think about where I started, and I didn't have to get this far, Joe, and it wasn't for the passion of my dad. And, and as a father sticking close and, and pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, he, he made it stick and made it happen. But that wasn't just for me as his son. He did it for anybody. He was just a caring person that loved communities. He loved the best for people. And, it, and again, he did it with a calm because, uh, you know, even when there were disagreements, he didn't, I didn't hear him raise his voice. You know, it was just like people had a tendency to draw to him and they had conversations. And he was just that guy. You know, and for me, it was a pleasure just walking by his side and seeing the respect that people gave him and the respect he gave other people because he, again, he put everything in above uh, himself at all at all at all times. And I think, you know, when you that humble, you know, it has a way of coming around and blessing you. And this is one of the blessings that I know he's smiling down on us right now to say, hey. You know, I mean, they're still talking about me. They're still talking about me after all this long time. They're still talking about me, and we, Dad, we are talking about you. Wow. And you know what's great about it too, and and part about part of what we're we're, we're doing here is, uh, we 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 want to celebrate it publicly. I mean, I love you know we, we've talked about all kinds of things, uh, do you know doing a banquet and all that, but really we you know this this is what we do, but but mm-hmm. also. We want to celebrate it publicly. We want this is also education for our, you know, our our young labor leaders, our young union members, uh, to understand where they come from. That that we all weren't just born on third base. That these that these um, benefits and these wages and and the standards and all the working conditions are due to the to to, to the efforts and, and the hard work, the the blood, sweat, and tears of individuals like Sam State and Senior, uh, who is a pioneer on why we're, we're, we're here uh, and, and, and enjoying these standards. And by the way, uh, obviously, um, you know, having the name, having the name Sam Staten yourself, obviously is a, is a big deal. Um, you carry it with you every day, every day, like a badge of honor. And no doubt. I mean, again, for us, you know, I, I, I often look back where things were being around 50 years is pretty long time and how things were, and if he didn't clearly lay the path for us to go forward, you know, we would have been stuck somewhere down that line. But, Absolutely. you know, you know, between efforts and between his relationship with people and how much he was loved by people, it, it, it came to a point where when he decided to say, I'm retiring, he knew and felt pretty good. He was leaving in good hands because for me, to this day, I always want to make him proud. I want to make the, my, my, my past retirees proud, the people that founded the union proud because – that's what it's about. It's not about you. You, you. you stand in a position for a short time, and you want to make the position better than you, you found it. And when you leave it, you want to make it better than you found it, when you got it. So for me, it's like it's important that that happens. And, again, every day I think about what I do and how I do it, and I look up and say, Dad, are you proud? Dad, am I doing it? Because it's important because it was important for him. I mean, his, he, 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 he bleeded union. That's just the way he was. And he realized in life he got a break 
and he just try to make sure other people get the same kind of break, you know. So that's why he loves so much. Sam Staten Sr., our legend of labor. See you next time, everybody. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey.